This is episode 19 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about self-care for everybody. We talk about all things related to self-care, how it can be one major way you can release yourself from overeating and emotional eating. We talk about what is self-care, how we block our way towards good self-care, and as always, we come away with a doable that gets you moving towards taking better care of yourself. Let's get started. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, and I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I am a mom, a wife, a licensed psychotherapist, inspirational coach, speaker, and best-selling author. I help people feed their soul by putting food in its proper place as nourishment, and I help them develop more functional ways to nurture themselves every day. Today we're talking about a topic that comes up a lot in all of our podcasts where we're talking about self-care and I decided that today we would have the whole podcast focused on self-care and I'm calling it self-care for everyone because it's not just for people who have issues with food, emotional eating, or weight issues. It's really for everyone. But I do find that when we struggle with food or use food to nurture ourselves, then food becomes the replacement for that self-care and being kind to ourselves. We're not acknowledging our own needs and what we need for ourselves if we're putting food in the place of where true and honest self-care should be. I think sometimes we crave food when we really are craving nurturing for ourselves. It works for a while that using the food to nurture ourselves, but in the end, it doesn't work. We end up feeling more lonely, more bored, more upset, more sad, more overwhelmed, and guilty when we eat. The bigger problem then shows up in us us feeling uncomfortable in our body and also uncomfortable in our weight, which then we get in that diet, binge, guilt cycle that we've talked about before. I bring up self-care all the time with clients that I work with and I'll ask them what their level of self-care is and how do they find joy or pleasure in what they do in their life. And I got to say, 100% of the time they look at me sideways and they don't know what it means when I ask what do they do for self-care. What I've noticed is that a lot of people who eat and even who don't overeat, that they've lost sight of how they take care of themselves. And it becomes almost like relearning what self-care really is. When people are using food for self-care, they become overwhelmed and overloaded. And the food makes sense for a while. And it becomes an easy go-to because we might have that heart hunger, you know, that emotional hunger or the mouth hunger where something sounds good or the thoughts of wanting to eat. And so we just eat without having a real thought about what is really necessary for that self-care. What I want to do is take food out of that place of nurturing ourselves and just use food for nourishment. When we look at self-care, I think it's important to figure out what a definition is of self-care. So I looked it up and the Oxford Dictionary defines self-care as one, 
the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Two, it's the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during stress. So let's break that down. With the dictionary, the first definition is taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, right? That would be that conscious use of self-care to take care of yourself. And that might mean physical self-care. That might be um, going to the doctor, improving your health, exercising, doing the things that preserve or improve your health. What I think is interesting is the second definition is using self-care as an active role in protecting your well-being, your happiness, and in particular during times of stress. That I thought was interesting because that to me moves into more of the mental health, emotional health side of self-care. And how do we use what we do to really feed our soul, nurture ourselves on the inside rather than using food? And this can become tough because we have to pull out when are we using food for self-care and then what are we going to do differently. In starting to think about that, I wanted to give you an idea about what I think self-care is. And self-care is the way we take care of ourselves. And it requires that we look at how we really, really take care of ourselves. And that we can do many things that we think take care of ourselves, but they really don't. What I want is when you practice this self-care that there is an end result of feeling pleasure, relaxation, joy, peace, or fulfillment. Something that makes you feel good. This self-care then becomes like purposeful and necessary and it provides us fuel for a well-lived life. This ends up being us taking great care of ourselves. It requires boundaries about the way we want others to be involved in our lives and how we engage in our self-care. I think of this in terms of sometimes people will get involved in our self-care or will allow others to more lead us into what they think our self-care should look like rather than us providing boundaries about what we think our self-care should be. Self-care is really individual And it means that I can't tell you what self-care should be for you. I gave you the definition is that it's protecting one's own well-being and happiness. But I can't tell you what that looks like. I can tell you what I do and I can tell you what other people do. But it really becomes what do you think is self-care and also what do you think and need as your self-care in this particular moment. I find for me is what this self-care what I need for my self-care right now is not necessarily what I need for self-care tomorrow. It's going to be different and I need to be flexible in terms of really looking inside and discerning what do I need for self-care. One of the things I recommend is having a list of a hundred forms of self-care that you can do. And I know that's a lot. A hundred is a lot, but it becomes necessary at many points of time in the day during the week where we have to really go inside and see what do I need to do? What is the way I need to take care of myself? And I find that when we have a list of 100, and 100's not that hard to do if you really think about what self-care is, but it does require your attention then that you are focused on 
what is my list of self-care and am I doing those things that make me feel better about my life and about myself? So when we look at what self-care is, I think we also have to look at what it is not. One of the things that people think when they are engaging in self-care is that it is selfish, that it is selfish to look at what we need, it's selfish to ask for what we want, it's selfish to take time out for ourselves. When we think more about the selfish aspect, I think it then comes back to what we think others will think about us when we're engaging in that self-care. And I'd like us to begin to let that go about what other people will think about our self-care and really focus in on what is necessary for you to do, irregardless what other people think. When we're thinking about others and doing what we need to do without regard for everyone else, then that means we have to say no sometimes to what other people want us to do. And in doing that, that means we have to initially discern what we really need and want for ourselves and then say, this is what I want, this is what I need for myself, and no, I'm not going to do this other thing that you would like to do. If you've never done this before, that can be super uncomfortable. For example, when you want to take a walk by yourself and your friend or partner suggests that you go to the movies, you have to consider first what's in your best interest, discern inside what do you really want, and then end up saying no to the other person about what they want. And that can be super tough because other people might not be used to us saying no and we're not used to it. So it's really using that muscle of, what are myself? What's my self need? What's my self care? And I have to do that no matter what other people think. For really being in touch with self care, I think you have to be well rounded. And that makes me think about the six core components we have to feed your soul. And I talk about this a lot in my book, Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, the, about the core components. And actually, I was looking back at the book today that. Um, In each of the core components, at the end of the chapter, I talk about self-care and self-care directly connected to that component. So we'll talk about this more in another podcast because it's much more than we can go over today. But if we look at the six core components, physical, emotional, mental, lifestyle, mindfulness, and self-love, we could look at self-care connected to each of those areas. And that to me is really a well-rounded approach to our overall self-care. But you know, it's really tricky to start doing this because of that negative perception about self-care. As I said earlier, I think a lot of times we think it's selfish. Other people will say we're being selfish if we're engaging in that true form of self-care. It also can look like it's not productive, that we're not doing something that we should be doing and we're really wasting time. Another thing we'll tell ourselves is that it's not valuable, that doing that self-care isn't valuable and I shouldn't be doing it. Another piece of that negative perception about self-care is thinking that or feeling embarrassed about asking for it or even engaging in it. I have lots of people say that a lot, is that they feel embarrassed to do their self-care or embarrassed that they have the time to do it or embarrassed that they're taking the time to do it. And that can really block us from being in full-on good self-care because of that feeling of embarrassment. The other thing that can come up is the feeling of loneliness, that we're doing it by ourselves because 
there's many times where true self-care is really an individual pursuit. True self-care can be, what do I need for me right now, irregardless of what everybody else wants to do? And that's that part of being really in touch with that true sense of what do I need, not what do we need. I encourage you to challenge those negative perceptions in order to get to the prize, which is feeling better in your life. And there's a lot of ways we can deal with those negative perceptions is partly it's just noticing them and challenging the thought. If you're really into the concept and embrace the concept of self-care, it gets easier and easier to talk away that idea of I shouldn't be doing this. It's interesting today before I launched this podcast, I went and got a facial and to me, that is such a decadent form of self-care because I have to drive to the person's office, I sit there, I have a facial, and then I have to drive all the way home. And I have thought in the past that it's selfish because it's time away from my family. It's not productive because I'm not engaging in work or cleaning or doing the other things I need to do. I feel a little embarrassed sometimes letting people know that I got a facial because what if they judge me and what if they think I am wrong by having a facial. And I got to say that it it gets easier and easier for me to talk myself into it because I want to be more involved in my self-care and be more mindful of my self-care. When I'm more mindful of my self-care, it has such a better feeling and I feel such I feel so much more relaxed when I'm done because I've really engaged in something that I value. Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. Part of the question that you might have is, well, what do I do to start engaging in more of this self-care? You might not have any ideas or know what to do. And and I want to give you some ideas about what you can do starting now to build up that self-care, build that self-care muscle. I think lists are a helpful way to do this. And earlier I talked about a list of 100 self-care techniques that you can do to increase your self-care. And it doesn't have to be hard to think of that list because a lot of it can be things that you've done in the past or things that you've been doing that maybe you need to pay more attention to. Sometimes starting with the basics can be the most profound way to have an effect. So some of these basics, these really daily self-care include things like sleep, How are you sleeping? When are you getting to sleep? How do your sheets feel? How are you waking up? And how does it feel to wake in the morning? Another self-care can be your personal hygiene, taking a shower. Are you using water that is hot enough or a shower that feels good? Um, Soap that has a great smell. Other self-care can be things like eating, exercise, work or school, housework, chores or cleaning, engaging in medical, dental, eye appointments, or spending time with loved ones. Do you see these are a lot of things that you can do daily that you might have not put in the realm of being self-care because maybe you didn't 
mindfully go into them as being a self-care activity. It's There's a difference between going into a shower, taking a shower and just thinking, oh, I'm just taking the shower just to get done because I need to get clean. It's another to be mindful as you enter into the shower and you feel the warm water on your skin. You feel it go over your hair. You get some soap out and smell the soap and put it over your body. You take out the shampoo and put it on your hair and you feel your your fingers rubbing on your scalp and how wonderful that feels and feel the water coming back over your skin and washing away. I find that when we engage in even those really basic self-care skills in a mindful way, that's when we increase more of our self-care. That's when it feels more like that nurturing that we're looking for rather than just a task that we do every day and just something that we have to get done. I even was thinking when I put down one of the the daily self-care tactics could be housework. I love to have a clean toilet. I've talked about this before on other podcasts that I love it when the toilet is clean. And so me taking 10 minutes out of my day to go clean the toilet so that it's really nice and fresh and clean actually makes me feel good. And when I engage in it as a positive, as something that's really valuable to me, then it's a form of self-care because I appreciate having a clean toilet. Another technique I like to do is reflecting on what used to bring me joy in the past. What did I do in the past? And it can be even as long as 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or when I was a child. And I always invite clients to do this because I found that this was really a profound way for me to do it is to look back on what did I do in the past and maybe it's something that I would like to do more of. There have been things that I've done that I forget have been part of my self-care, such as I love going to the library. And I used to do that a lot when I was single and younger because I loved going to the library and checking out what books were available. I would look at what DVDs were there and what music was there. And I would spend hours in the library just looking at what's going on around and reading things that I wouldn't normally read. I would love to go there and look at magazines that I wouldn't normally buy, but sit there and read them from cover to cover. It was so filled with self-care for me. What I find now is I don't do that as much. And when I am wondering what I need to do more of for my self-care, that's one of the things I love to go back to is I used to love going to the library. How about I put that in my schedule so that I can do that some more? Another thing I used to like in the past was going to hear bands play. And that's a little harder when you're married, have a full-time job, and have kids. It can be harder to get out and go see the shows that you want to see. And what I've done is when I feel that I need more self-care in my life, I'll start looking around to see what bands there are to go listen to and make it a point to put it in the schedule so that I'm able to go listen. It's been interesting. I've done this before where we'll go listen to a band that I have heard a long time ago and it feels so good to go in to listen and listen in that moment to how it feels then, but also it brings back all this flood of memories of the past and seeing this band in the past or listening to them in the past. So it's like a double whammy where it's a lot more fulfilling 
to me and the the level of self-care is huge and I really enjoy that. Really in the end, what we're looking for when we're looking at self-care is does it bring joy? Is it fun? Does it bring peace? And we're looking for self-care that feels soothing to us and feels wonderful. So I encourage you to get that list together and really make it a point to engage in more self-care. The doable for this week, as we do in every podcast, is we start focusing on the information we're talking about and let's get in action. Let's get doing it right now. What I think you should do, or my suggestion is, is to make a list of five self-care skills that you could do this week and do one a day. And that can feel overwhelming if you make it that way. But really, it can be engaging in things that you already do during the day and make it more of a self-care activity. I gave you an example of the shower. You're going to take a shower probably every day, if not most every day. Can you make it a shower that feels memorable and feels like it's full of self-care? Maybe think about putting lotion on after you're done with the shower or the type of shampoo or lotion or shampoo or um, soap that you use. Also, you could have music going while you're in the shower. I've been doing something really fun. I have been having essential oils in my diffuser. So when I come out of my shower, there's more wonderful smells going on in my bathroom from the essential oils. That has been a really huge win for me. That's completely different than what I used to do, but it feels completely like self-care to me. And it's not that hard to make happen. Some other kinds of self-care that you can do that can be really easy is when you're driving, listen to some music that you really enjoy. It's super easy these days to listen to whatever kind of music you want to on one of the stations like Pandora or bring a CD for your car and start listening to that. One thing I've been doing is I've been listening to podcasts in my car. Oh my goodness, it has been so much fun and makes the drive really enjoyable. I put on a podcast before I start driving and it's something that I find interesting and I love learning new things or listening to somebody who has a really interesting story to tell. And so those podcasts have been a really fun way for me to engage while I'm driving in something that really feels like self-care. Another thing I like to do is to journal. And I love journaling for what could be a minimal amount of time, but it feels like enough for me. And it's really between five to 10 minutes. And just sitting down and journaling what's going on in my head is always a go-to for me. And I challenge everybody that you have five to 10 minutes to do a journal or to do something that is positive for yourself. So I've just given you quite a few ideas for your doable for this week to do one self-care technique a day. And I want you to consider what the value is, the why of why you would be doing this self-care. And for me, it's really about feeling better about myself and feeling better in my life. And that just brings me more peace and joy. And I don't know about you, but I really want more peace and joy in my life. I'd love to hear you share with me what you're doing and join me on the Feed Your Soul community group on Facebook. It's free and you can join easily on Facebook. 
it's a way for you to get some ideas about self-care, to let people know what you plan to do around self-care, and really is a way to hold yourself accountable that you're doing it. I'm in regularly in that group, and it's a great way to join with all of us. I really appreciate you being a part of this podcast and listening as we talk about self-care today. I look forward to joining with you next week on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Make it a great day and take care of yourself. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.